Game on! Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the One Track Gamers podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing Final Fantasy VII Remake for the PS4. So, uh, we'll start off talking about it, some spoiler-free to start, so hold the good juicy tidbits for just a little bit. Okay. And then uh, we'll get into more of the spoilers. Nice. So, if we want to start off with uh, some basics. Well, wait. Who's joining us today? Uh, well, oh my God. Corey. <laughs> yes, Corey. me. You're, great. You're right. It's <laughs> me. I'm part of the show. Corey's joining us today. Who else? And the purveyor of our great Game On catchphrase, the wonderful John. Hello, Game On. Yay. Yay, there it is. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction, Amanda. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Okay. So, some basics. How do you feel about this game? As an overall generalization? Yes. I enjoyed it very much. Okay. How about you, John? I enjoyed it a lot as well. Like, uh, I think I've mentioned it before. Um, I didn't really play this game when it first came out. I actually wasn't planning on playing this until later um so with that thought in mind i actually watched most of the like pretty much all of the game by itself i watched the playthrough of that and then luckily i was able to win a copy of a the game and played it myself so i kind of got like two two perspectives well not two perspectives like uh, i watched it then i played it so kind of my second playthrough and i enjoyed it a lot very good um did you play a lot of seven originally, John? I did play a lot of the original seven on the PlayStation, but I don't think I've ever finished it. I think I got all the way to the the Sephiroth fight and never beat it, and I gave up. Maybe. Oh my gosh! You got all the way to the end and could maybe I I may that that's what my memory is thinking of right now. I don't think I've ever. I just know I've never finished it, but I do remember the fighting Sephiroth. Okay. And we know that this one, original, was one of Corey's favorite games of all time. Yes. So how do you feel that the remake compares? Uh, I think, see, this where it gets interesting. Um, They did take some liberties and change some things up. And I've read a lot of views on that online. I've talked to some people who've played it, and it's pretty mixed out there. Uh, Some people are very upset. It didn't stay true to the original, like, 100%. Other people are like, well, I'm glad it's different because now I got something new to look forward to. And it's it's not, I already don't know all the story. I don't know what happens. So it's something new in this world that we love. Uh, I kind of fall into the, I'm glad there's something new range. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff we'll go over later that I, I wasn't psyched about. But overall, I think it's pretty good. And it, it kept some things like so perfect, even while taking liberties. Mm-hmm. How about you, John? Uh, I'm in the same boat. I actually like that they uh, went with a different, like, they added more to it in the beginning part because we all know that this is, uh, Final Fantasy VII is a huge, or a, lo- a long game. Uh, well, how many discs was it on the PlayStation 3? Or PlayStation, it was like three discs, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. three. Yeah, so this was like only just probably, what? So in the original Final Fantasy uh, where and where the remake led ended was that about a third of the game or is that still way before 
Uh, oh, when they when they leave Midgar, Midgar at That's the end of this game, twenty twenty five percent originally. Yeah, I'd, I'd lean more toward twenty. Yeah, mm. it was very very beginning of the game. Yeah, and, and I think they did a, a great job with adding in more content with um, like more insight to the the side characters that we never really got in the original game. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so, what do you think your favorite part of the game is? You like the story, the combat, the characters. What what grabbed you the most about this game? Uh, it's hard to say what grabbed me the most because everything you mentioned, even like also the music, everything was so well done. Like the characters, like John said, I love the flesh out. I love seeing more Jesse. She became a very interesting character who was kind of a throwaway in the first game. And now like the more members of Avalanche are fleshed out more. You see way more about them and they're just interesting. Uh, the music is phenomenal. I'm definitely going to get the soundtrack when it comes out. I think next month it's supposed to release uh, the oh, story. Cool. Yeah, the story is is really good as always. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could pick a favorite because they're all so good across the board. What about you, John? Uh, for me, I, I enjoyed the story the most. Um, I'm I, I have I've kind of fell off the JRPG gameplay battle. Um, especially for like Square Enix stuff so, like previously uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and even Final Fantasy 15 like the gameplay was not or the battle and the gameplay was not as good as I would remember but with this one it did take it back into like a more condensed battle system and it was more accessible for me to play and I did enjoy the the, the gameplay a lot it was like a watered down version not watered down like something i could like anybody could play anybody can battle because you take control of one character at a time and i think uh that just made it a lot easier yeah except for whoever you're controlling the enemies will focus all the time yeah (laughs) so don't control the person you want to cast heal (laughs) give them a command from further away yeah, and the, the harder difficulties for the Platinum, we found out real quick that you have to constantly jump characters because as soon as you become like anyone, everyone focuses you. So you have to like get your command off and switch to someone else. So you have like three seconds of peace to do something. So it's pretty hectic, but still fun. Cool. Is um, there anything super memorable about the game without spoiler that like you feel is really good before we get into spoilers? Um, no, everything I'm thinking of is... Uh, Spoiler off the top of my head, but it's just overall the experience is really great. And if you're on the fence about it, I still suggest you get it when you can. All right. How about you, John? Any anything honorable mention before spoiler? Uh, let's see. Um, I would say if you enjoy anime or final, old, like old school Final Fantasy or any type of Final Fantasy or JRPG, is it definitely a recommend a recommendation because you will enjoy it. Um, it's. I think it has something for everybody, story-wise and action-wise. So, yeah, definitely check it out. Okay. All right, so this is where more in-depth conversation, so spoilers ahead. So if you don't want to hear anything else about Final Fantasy VII, that could be a spoiler, then just put it on mute and listen the rest of the way through. <laughs> <laughs> listen all the way uh, through. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, um, yeah, so... Yeah, we're going to spoilers now. Um, so whoever 
uh, hasn't played the game and wants to stop, you can stop now and then come back later and listen to our uh, gush about this game. <laughs> okay, so let's start with the characters. What about? Okay, what do you think about them? Uh, I felt like they kept pretty true. Uh, the way Cloud acts was pretty spot on. It was nice to see him not depicted as a moody. depressed, moody, <laughs> bumming around kind of guy, which he is in everything except for was he, was he? Oh, okay. I was to say like Seven. Was he like that? Because I don't, I don't remember too much of the original Seven. No, he was. He was like a smartass. Uh, he loved it. He was talking back all the time, making little jokes. Uh, just kind of a punk who, who knew he was tough, but not like overly punk. Like okay, but, so. But, this portrayal of the, the remake cloud is kind of sounds what is oh, good with that original game, right? Yeah, it's pretty close. Um, pretty like close. People see Advent Children and he's he's all mopey the whole time, and then yeah, they're they're Cerberus, uh, the PS2 Vincent game. There's a few cutscenes with Cloud and he's still the same. He just talks like this, like it's like that's not his attitude at all. It never was, but they just saw Advent Children and was like, oh, that's Cloud. Everything now has that. Even the uh, hmm. King, Kingdom Hearts, his little cameos, he's always like depressed. And in Dissidia, they made him like a downer. Like, yeah, they decided to I stick with that. Can't protect anyone. Like, what is this cloud? This is not his normal. What about him in the the PSP one? Ad, yeah, no, that's not Dissidia. Ad. Oh, that Crisis Core. No, Crisis Core. Yeah, that one. Oh, was, that was one not as much. It. He uh, he was still like a recruit, so he had very little screen time. But he was kind of like up and coming and had a good attitude. So that's that's one where, yeah, they made him not depressed. That's good. Okay. Uh, but they were good. Uh, I mentioned earlier it was great to see Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge fleshed out a whole bunch. Uh, Jesse especially they made very flirty. She was kind of fun to see her try to go for Cloud, and Cloud didn't care. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry, it made, made her more um, relatable. I mean, not relatable, but it's like, a person <laughs> yeah a person realistic yeah um barrett i thought was pretty spot on it's kind of loud screaming about the planet pretty good uh i'm interested in what you think of Aerith because you've always amanda have hated Aerith like always 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 yeah uh, and with before you answer that um i after playing this game i'm like why does amanda hate her now because from what i've seen in the remake for Aerith. I actually like her the most of all the characters. Hmm. Well, I don't agree with that, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she's just okay. So you, you didn't dislike I, her? I didn't. This. I didn't dislike her like I originally did. Okay. Um, but to me, her voice was still too high pitched and squeaky. That the voice actress they got for it, she just she had too high of a pitch of a voice. So it sounded like a person like always talking to cute little kittens where they raise their voice, go, aren't you just the cutest little thing? That mm. kind of tone the entire game. Um, I still don't like her shoes with her dress. I don't go there. <laughs> pisses me off. Um, but overall, I don't mind her. And the game, the way that the story and the chapters are broken out, you are assigned basically of cloud with character one or character two depending on the chapter you're in so the game kind of puts you with set characters for certain amounts of the game and 
you have Aerith for chapter what seven, eight, nine as like pretty much your only companion <laughs> with the cloud. So you kind of have to get used to her. But um, yeah. I did kind of like the fact that it made you switch characters who were accompanying Cloud often. Yeah, so I enjoyed that you too. Did, you did get a good smattering of a few. You had to see which combat you liked. And then at the very end, like the last three chapters, you kind of, or two chapters, you kind of got to pick who you wanted. But it kind of said, now you're using these characters. So it kind of wasn't just pick your three favorite, like it wasn't seven and never touch any of the other characters. That wasn't an option. Yeah. Which made me like Barrett more and stuff because he was actually kind of helpful for the flying enemies. Yeah. Cause flying enemies suck. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I do like the other ones flesh out. The character that I thought was pointless, completely pointless. Was Wedge. the, no, even more <laughs> pointless than him was the, uh, the new soldier that they introduced for the highway chase in like chapter four. Oh, side. that guy? Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask, like, he, he's completely new, right? He was yeah. completely new. I get, fine, add a new soldier, add new antagonist, that's fine. But he saw them driving on motorcycles and is like, ooh, a chase, fun. So he's some crazy guy that likes to fight, chases you on a motorcycle, and then ends up being part of the final boss fight for Chapter 4 off of the motorcycle. They never bring him up again. He's never in another cutscene. No one mentions, hey, you... He never he never comes back. And that's a chapter four of 17 chapters. It's... Why? They could have just had a machine. They could have had just random things. Like, you made it like this cutscene and this character that's like, ooh, a new antagonist. And he's not important or necessary or relevant at all. Well, I think they're setting it up. He's definitely going to come back. Um, yeah, and that's what I, I think, too. They wanted to play around with the fact that they made it clear in Crisis Core that soldiers are eccentric. Mm-hmm. They can kind of cut loose and do whatever they want, act how they want. Uh, so you got like Sephiroth and Jeel and, you know, Zach, Zach out there in Genesis. And like they, they'll just kind of do what they want. And this guy's a soldier. So he's just kind of this loose cannon that goes around just having fun. So I, I guess that's what they're going with that. But, but I, I guarantee he'll be back. Yeah, but for him not to be in like any other cutscene, like even in the background, like, oh, you've got the next motorcycle chase at the end of the game, you storm it, like, he's never in it again. Yeah. And that started off so early as someone like, ooh, I'm going to see you again, let's dance later, like... Well, ooh. he pops in to help uh, when you go to Jesse's house. Yeah. And then you, you go uh, to the And you fight him base. again. You fight him again, and he's, like, in that enclosed area, and there's all the sort like, that. Yeah, that's chapter four. Is that that's not the same chapter? It's all the same chapter. The one with Jesse's oh, house. Oh, when you fight where him. you do the the motorcycle to get to Jesse's house, then you go into the big thing to get the stuff, and she's oh. looking for them explosives the and stuff. Chapter. Yeah, so it's all one little bit, and that's it. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they. Oh, good. I'm saying he might come back. I mean, yeah, it was kind of pointless to put him in this game, but it's probably just an introduction to him, and that was it. Like. Um, Kate Sith, right? He just oh, explosion, yeah. and then disappear. Like for anybody <laughs> yeah. who has never played Final Fantasy, they see that thing, and then what the hell is that? There's no but explanation or whatsoever. That would make sense too, but like he's also just in a small cutscene, just like Scarlet and stuff. So people that you may not see too much, it wasn't like an actual fight, a lot like 
he was a brief segment. They didn't like spend a whole chapter on him. And then you did see Reeve a few times in the Shinra building at the end of the game, like when you're spying on stuff and whatnot. So if you know Reeve is Kate Sith, then you know you you at least see him a little bit more. Like spoon feeds you a little bit of him for later. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what's your thoughts on the music? I love the music. I extremely love the music. There's only a couple songs I was like, didn't really get my interest, but only a couple out of like over a hundred that they've played. Uh, but they're all remixed. sounded great. There's one in particular, I don't know the name of it, but it's when you're crossing through the slums and you get jumped by the bandits. Anytime you run through that area and it's all like destroyed, you have to like crawl around stuff. Is that the one with the arms, with mm-hmm. the busted arms, the robot arms you have to like move? There's a song. Yeah. It's like a remix of one of the slum music, and it's just it's awesome music. So it's really good. So yeah, it yeah. sounds like a dance version. It just <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. That's it's that's amazing. probably like one of my favorite songs too. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna keep an eye for that soundtrack. There's, there's yeah, a couple I, I of the uh, the songs in the jukeboxes things, the jukebox play that I didn't care for as much. Okay, because those were a little stylized or whatnot. But the actual music that played during the game was really enjoyable yeah okay uh what do you think of the locations the areas uh, favorites least favorites the uh, locations were perfect they they fit with the original game and they're obviously way more fleshed out with the size of them so they're more accurate uh for example if you remember in the original seven when you get after you meet Aerith and you leave the church a church is like tiny like they're on the roof because they had to like fit it in the screen so it looks like really weird like an old rpg where you you're giant you walk across this tiny just this tiny town just sitting there you step in and it's full-sized it's like that so being able to like jump across the rooftops and then they they made the they made each chapter go on for quite a while so the sense of scale of the city was really impressive uh not to mention at any point when you were down at the bottom you could like look up and see the midgar above you and that was always breathtaking i think um the scenery it was pretty varied you got the the slums like the dirty areas and it's all gross and up to like the machinery places uh where it's all clean and slick and metal then you got like on top of the plate with jesse's house you see like the normal living and people that had the money that worked for shinra so i feel like you got to see quite a good amount of places but i'm interested to see more of the wilderness like when they leave midgar don't forget the sewers always sewers oh always sewers they look I, good. Yeah, it, it looks fine. But, uh, f- yeah, that's probably, like, my least favorite part, the sewers. Yeah. That and the uh, the, tr- the ghost train yard. Yeah. See, I I liked the idea of, the, like, the haunted ghost playing tricks with you the whole time, but it just it went on a bit too long. Was that in the original? The ghost? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it was just moving trains, though. Like, there was no ghost playing tricks. You would get in a fight, and you could fight some ghosts. But it was just, like, jumping in trains clicking a button and they move. It was very oh. easy, small puzzle. It, it took maybe like five minutes. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite area, John, in the, in the uh, whole thing? Oh, my favorite area is the, the marketplace. That, that nightlife, everything was all bright and um, colorful. Yeah. Uh, uh, even the characters in there were all bright and colorful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... I, I do agree that like everything, all the scenery is just beautiful. Uh, they did the game justice with like how, what people would imagine it would look like in current generation time. 
Mm-hmm. Seventh Heaven looked amazing. Yes. I was a little bummed we couldn't go down. Oh, down there. The, yeah. The secret pinball button to go down the elevator. Uh, that was kind of weird. But They could have like, added that, right? Yeah. Because it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, just a little uh, small base. Yeah, it was just a one room thing down there with a punching bag and machinery. So it's like a big computer. But that's all right. It's still yeah. pretty cool. And then uh, the Shinra Tower, of course. Yes. Tower was, was our favorite, I think, Amanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, just going, not the whole time, but just going through the lobby and then uh, doing like the tour where you have to go through and like upgrade the key card and seeing uh, the, the one floor that stuck out to me was the one where you got to like learn about each per- like head of the divisions, like Scarlet and Heidegger and, and all it's, them. It's like the Shinra Museum on the floor. Yeah, or the museum. Yeah. Um, and there's one I took a screenshot of that was one of the coolest things in this whole game to me was it was a picture that they that put up of what Midgar would or should have looked like. And it was it was sleek. It almost looked like a, the garden from Final Fantasy VIII. It's all like beautiful. It was the same looking thing, but it was like coated in this like white shiny metal. It was gorgeous. There was like trees all through it. It looked amazing. I'm like wow. I wonder if that was like what their concept design of the early thing was, or if this is like Midgard, eventually we'll get here. <laughs> yeah, in the future, this is what we strive to do. I don't know, but I loved it. Um. In addition to the thing, you also, luckily Shinra Tower kept with the, you can take the stairs or the (laughs) elevator when you break in at near the end of the game. Yes. Um, So we did the stairs the first time. Actually, we did it two times, but then I reloaded the chapter just to play and tried the elevator. The elevator is so much faster. Yep. (laughs) These, they get stopped like four times or five times and only three of them are fights. So we didn't try it on the uh, hard difficulty because we thought there'd be a lot more fights and hard was kind of hard with the no heals or no potions and anything. Yeah. So uh, we did the the stairs most of the time and they take a very long time to run. The dialogue is still pretty funny on going up the stairs, but... They they changed some of the dialogue. Tifa doesn't call Barrett a retard anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, she doesn't have to pee halfway up. But the, the conversation is pretty great. Did you do the stairs, John? I think I... I don't remember. I think I did do the stairs. So I didn't... I think so. I just, all I did is just walk up the stairs. Yeah. It takes like 10 minutes at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't that long. It felt long. But then oh. again, we, we did it twice, so... Oh. Alrighty. Um, combat we already touched on a little bit. Um... I did like the fact that whenever you equipped materia to the weapons, you could see the actual glow of the colors, depending on which ones you equipped, like showing on the weapons themselves. Yep. So that was a neat little touch. Um, the like little weapon trees, little fake crystarium, like 13 of, as you use a weapon, you accomplish skills with it to get experience with it to level it up versus having a bunch of different equipment. It's just really leveling up the weapons to unlock moves and um, better skills within them. So that was an interesting way to make you feel stronger since there's only like five weapons for or six weapons per character the whole game. Yeah, they, they each felt like they had their own use as well, mm-hmm. except for Barrett and his cannonball. <laughs> Any of Barrett's close range ones, we just could not figure out what the use was. Yeah, most of the, most of the, uh, his abilities were, besides that, were shooting. Were I, I never used, so I didn't know what they did. Yeah, 
Who do you think you liked the combat of best? It's pretty close between Tifa and Cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Tifa because mm-hmm. how fast she is. She was able to rack up the uh, the combos the to get the meter. break bar. Yeah. yeah, that thing going. But I think Cloud is my favorite just because you feel every hit. Like every heavy hit is so satisfying to see the HP bar just like fly down. Yeah, about, I agree. How about you, John? Yeah, I, I think Cloud's probably my... I do like Tifa and how how fast she hit, she hits, but uh, Cloud. Since I'm I play Cloud the most, and I just got used to Cloud's combat, especially his like his limits and his uh, quick attacks. Yeah, it's Cloud or Tifa. I wish that they would have let you actually play the combat for Red. I wonder how that would have felt. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That and they didn't. He didn't. He didn't do anything. Oh, look, he, he got stuck. guest character, and he like, jumped once every 30 seconds for, like, 20 damage. It's oh, like, in oh, the combat. Oh, yeah. you're helping so much, Red. Thanks. He's not fleshed out yet. No. I guess. But come on. Next time. Come on. Maybe. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, then, what'd you think of the voice acting for the game? I thought it was pretty great. Uh, there were, I don't think there was anything I really heard that I didn't like. Did anyone sound weird to you no. or sound awesome? Not that comes to mind. I thought they were all great. I mean, it's yeah. it's corny dialogue. A lot of it is corny. It's It's got yeah, the animated noises, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's... I, I saw some people, like, complaining about Barrett's so... Like, he's so over the top and... The planet's crying out in pain and all that stuff. It's like, that. that's how he talks, though. That's what is his main concern over... Yeah. Uh, besides Marlene is the planet. And yeah, he's over the top, but it's... It's a video game. Like, <laughs> come on, like, don't get mad at the dialogue. Like, look at the quality of the voice acting. Yeah. I I, I just want to applaud that. I like how they found or that they found like similar voice acting that kind of similar to what was previously for Advent Children and all the other games that or voices that they did in the past because they do sound almost identical. Yeah, they're very close without, like, the Reno sounded pretty. I mean, it wasn't Quentin Flynn, but yeah. it sounded like Reno sounds to me, so that's awesome. Alrighty. Um, so then the main thing to discuss would be the story. The story. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Yeah. It started out the same. Yeah, the, the first first chapter, you get off the train and taking down the first reactor. It's basically your tutorial chapter to... People telling you how to fight, how to get along, how to shoot. Um, looked pretty awesome. Yeah, I. That's probably like my. Besides the the slum, uh, the slums, the marketplace, the opening is still my favorite part of the game because it's just it's a, it's it feels like it's on the time limit because of the the music and that you're doing like a time limit boss type, not a boss, but like getting a, a bomb up. So like you're sneaking in, so it just feels like you gotta rush it. But it, it, I don't know. It's like the everything about the opening was was great. I like I like the opening for the original and the remake. Yeah, it's definitely a good get you caught right on the beginning of the game. It's not a slow start of walk around and talk to twenty people and slow moving, boring RPG start. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, chapter two is you. Uh, get out of the reactor you just blew up and you have to navigate the uh, main city a little bit to try and escape on your train to leave 
Which was cool. I like that they did that. So you saw that the, the destruction that was caused from that bomb that blew up. Yeah. And all the people you walk by are talking about how much they hate Avalanche. It's basically, yeah. it's, a, it's a terrorist organization blowing up stuff right next to them. Like, why wouldn't they hate them? Yeah. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. And it made it, the city obviously feel a lot bigger because you see more of the area. And it had the plaza and stuff in like Crisis Core with like the Loveless posters and stuff for the mm. plays that they always were talking about um so that was pretty neat and then you get your first uh cloud flashback of sephiroth in a alleyway yeah really early yeah really early for that to be shown like he's being tormented by his his semi-past um and then you also run into Aerith for the first bit mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. gets tormented by ghosts that no one else can see, which is a new a new segment of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Right? That's They've the never... big. That's the big thing. Is these ghosts? Yes. They were, they were added on in half the game. You don't know if they're actually trying to help and protect, or get in the way and be a menace. They and that they do both. They do both to try and influence the story a certain way. I think is what their goal is, but they're just. I don't think that they were necessary at all. Like, you could have had influences pulling the story a certain way without, oh, this third-party ghost is going to get involved. Like, it's yeah. it's so awkward. It didn't, like, ruin the game for us or anything or make us hate the play, but it just didn't feel like it needed to be there at all with how often they pop up. Yeah, this was our one big complaint, I think, for the game, was the ghost felt completely unnecessary, and it's... Uh, we read, we, we talked to my brothers, there's a thing later that I guess the belief is that they're supposed to kind of represent the player base a little bit, and this yeah. is all speculation, but it seems like they're there because they represent the player base that wants it to be shot for shot the exact same, just make it better graphics, all the same dialogue, keep everything, don't change it, because anytime something tried to like veer differently the ghost would intervene and try to make it the way that the original game was. Uh, but you don't know that the whole time. It never tells you that, of course. Mm. And it's just like, who are these things? They pop up so damn often, and they're just always there. Like I think they're way too often, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, did the ghost bug you at all, John? No, I actually kind of enjoyed that. That laughter or learning that what they were supposed to or meant to be, like the old player base, they want everything to stay the same. Um, when I learned that, I was like, okay, I get it. They didn't really bother me. Okay. Um, so they, I don't know, Aerith was doing wrong in the very beginning. Yeah, uh, they were like just trying to pull her away to get, maybe because soldiers were coming and she needed to get out of it because she wasn't supposed to be fighting with him yet or I don't know why. Oh. But they, they were trying to pull her down like an alleyway or something to get her away from Cloud. Yeah, which is weird because they're supposed to meet there. So I don't know. Yeah, they're supposed maybe to meet, but... They don't fight, right? She doesn't fight with you that no. early on. Nope. No. You just kind of help her, and then she gives you a flower. The same flower that got stepped on in the opening. Yeah. And that's probably why it was free, because it got stepped on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I don't know if it's the same flower, but it's the same type of flower, the yellow thing. But Oh, I thought yeah, it was the that, same flower. <laughs> it, it may be. It probably is. And that would make complete sense. Like, you could have this one for free. <laughs> It does. Like, I don't want... I can't make money off this. I can't sell it. Yeah, <laughs> that totally makes sense. 
Uh, so then, so then you just fight through this, the the tops part of that sector and get on your train and get away. Yep, meet up with the people. Mm-hmm. We'll have a lunch. So then, chapter three was the slum city that with Seventh Heaven and Tifa and Barrett and everything. So then you like start your mercenary life. They have you do your first round of side quests are available in chapter three. There's like six of them. So if you talk to everyone, you go and do those just for extra experience and to see how the quest system works, mm-hmm. which the quests are kind of unique where there's only three chapters throughout the game that have side quests in them. And this is the first one. Oh. Um, so you go around this little slums town and you talk to people, get familiar with the setup and just help out with quest. And then that's all that that chapter is really. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought it was pretty clever how they, I mean, he's always been like a mercenary for hire. Mm-hmm. Like any job, he'll do it for money. So I thought it was a clever way to add side quests, like give him odd jobs to do because he totally would for mm-hmm. money as long as he got paid. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. And uh, then the next chapter was the the mo- first motorcycle segment that they added, which was oh, the yeah. mini game where you have Jesse riding on the bike with you and you're trying to basically get up to the plate so she can see her parents and then sneak in to get detonation materials for the next reactor they intend to bomb. But the uh, the first motorcycle chase scene was here. How did you think that motorcycle game felt compared to the original game? Uh, I got really good at the original one, because uh, how many times I played it, and then you can go to the arcade and keep playing it. So I, I, I love that thing. Uh, this one was pretty different, because now they added like blocking. Because uh, things will get shot at you or people swing at you and you, you don't just take the hit. Like in the original, like you have to actively block. Especially if you want to impress Jesse, it's pretty tough to do. For the oh. um, she'll actually give you an, a kiss or something if you and a, and a trophy for the PlayStation. But uh, I thought it was pretty good. It seemed to work pretty well. It seemed kind of long to it me. It did go on a while. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, was it like too long for you, John? Did you feel like it went... Yeah, I mean like... Uh, I remember that the motorcycle in the original was my favorite t- uh, part of that, the minigame. Yeah. Uh, this one, it, it felt similar from what I remember. Um, but yeah, this one felt long. Um, so it overstayed its welcome. And yeah, I just I thought it was just fine. Okay. What is good is after you beat it, if you ever replay Chapter 4 and you get to that point, it'll ask, do you want to play the motorcycle minigame or not? So if you've beaten it once... You can skip it every time now. You never oh, okay. have to do with that part again. Yeah. Which even on hard mode, which was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then you get to see Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse at her parent or her mom's house and her dad. They have pizza. Cloud doesn't get any. <laughs> Stands outside. It didn't feel oh, pizza. Poor, yeah. It, it, it made him work cloud. <laughs> Bull. He's getting paid to do this, but he can't even have any food. Yeah, they all eat. They don't even save him a slice. And you get to see Jesse's sad dad yeah that's right he's bedridden Mm -hmm. poor cloud and and you find out she was an actress at the gold gold saucer yeah which is cool cool. yeah i like that yep she um we didn't get confirmation if she died right because we we all know she dies in the all three of the side characters here die in the tower yeah um but now we know Wedge lived Biggs lived but nothing on her yet nothing on her we we think we saw her die but Final Fantasy does anything. It's it's bring people back and oh my gosh, you're alive. <laughs> so so how I'm, 
she was higher over, above Biggs, though, right? Yeah, she was yeah. near the top of the tower. But, but Biggs survived. Yeah, she she could have swung think, off, and I feel like she died. I do too. She probably did, but I'm going to keep an open mind because I I can't believe Wedge lived. He should have died. Or Wedge, yeah. No Wedge, uh, yeah Wedge. Both, yeah both really. But that's all right. I hope she lived. I like her character. I like to see. Yeah, I like her character. That. Yeah. I like I like the little love triangle, a little three way <laughs> love triangle going. Um. So then, the next little bit. The chapters kind of ran together a bit for me, but um, once you get back with the explosives, you, Tifa, and Barrett have to get on the train and head toward the next reactor. So I believe the whole next chapter will start it off with the train ride where Barrett tries to intimidate the people on the train. Yeah. And then you have to jump off and you're fighting in the uh, train tunnels for a while until you get out. So that whole chapter was nothing but filler add-on to make the game last longer because mm-hmm. all you do is fight through a train tunnel like there's no real cinematics there's nothing really moving on you're just going through a train tunnel for a while speaking of filler add-on can we or can you guys do a filler add-on while i use the bathroom real quick Dude. sure buddy sure. <laughs> sorry sorry uh you know a minor detail that i super loved was the the posters they had around not just for loveless but there's like Energy, energy drinks for, mm-hmm. like, the bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, like, vending machines. It felt like, yeah, because, uh, like, you couldn't buy anything, but it was really cool to see, like, a bomb vending machine. Yeah. Um, also, another detail we kind of didn't talk about was you mentioned that when you equip the materia, the color shows up on the weapon. Um, if it's got multiple slots and then it has, like, a two slots that chain together, that link, uh, the weapon will actually have a notch etched in between them. When it's added, so you could see that they're they're connected, hmm. which is really, really nice little detail. Um, okay, so we're up to chapter six now. That was chapter five. Chapter six is another episode, their chapter that's pretty much all filler, but that's the one with, I believe, the um, the energy lamps. So you get through all the train yard and you're climbing oh. up to get to the reactor. So they're in the uh, the next level, of the plate, and it's all the 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 sun lamps that give energy to the lower levels in the slums. Yeah, this was I thought this was gonna do something more like a cause and effect mm-hmm. because they explained that the sun lamps is the only way they get warmth below mm-hmm. or be able to see anything, and you shut them off to reroute power, but nothing is ever said like. I thought there'd be like people yeah, down below. Yeah, how come the sector four slums went dark? Yeah, no, nothing like that. My son that. froze to death, like outside. Like it's it's no, it's just like no one even mentions like oh the sun lamps are off. It seems like a big deal. Yeah, and the only one who has like any moral issues with any of this is Tifa starts going well. You know, we're affecting other people and families and stuff. So she yeah. starts to realize some of their actions have consequences. Right. But yeah, it does seem like they would say you have consequences for turning off the lamps that enter give energy to an entire sector welcome back john thank you thank you we're talking about the sun lamps you have to turn off in the next chapter uh to reroute the power to get into the reactor oh yeah that was that was kind of annoying yeah it was a long puzzle um but we were just saying that it seemed like there should have been some consequences because they mentioned several times like this is how they stay warm below this is how they see and we're turning them all off like oh nothing's, yeah, huh. nothing's really mentioned again. Like if it, if it caused any <laughs> problems, just like 
Everyone just goes along with it. Because we'll turn it back on on our way out. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't happen. So that that entire other chapter for it was a long puzzle navigating up in the air like scaffolds and stuff and rerouting power. So another one that's all filler, which I don't mind the filler chapters like the train in this one. I just wish they had been a little bit Shorter. smaller yeah. because doing that for 20 minutes just 30 minutes depending on if you try to look for all the chest and all the material and all the items just didn't seem very it got old it started to drag yep mm -hmm. i liked the area i thought it was neat for the first few minutes but then looking it down dragged. over the scaffolding like you could see the slums below was pretty neat yeah the scale was pretty awesome to see oh that's cool i never really looked down oh yeah next time <laughs> So then you get inside. So then the next chapter was the next reactor, the bombing of the next reactor. So you see the Airbuster prototype like on your way in. Mm -hmm. You do your stuff, and then on the way out, you um, actually, they, that was the one that had the rooms where you get the key cards, and you can actually start removing add-ons for the Airbuster, either extra cannons, extra targeting microchips, or speed stuff, depending on how you think it'll help you fight the boss. Yep. And there's like four rooms of that or something where it's diverting stuff to go to like a junk room versus actually going into the weapon. Yeah, it's a pretty cool idea. Do you remember what you told him not to use, John? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think our first one we did all, I did all speed. I slowed target. it down like crazy. It didn't really seem to make that big of a difference to the fight. Yeah, so. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. Like, cause I just, I just like took off random spots. I, don't, I wasn't really making it an effort to. <laughs> <laughs> it all helps. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you go through the factory, taking out those things. You can uh, divert and go to a side room, and if you open the door correctly, you can pick up everything that you diverted and get it to sell later if you yeah. need money. And then you fight the Airbuster. Yay. Pretty good fight. That was a good fight, yeah. And then whenever he flies away from the scaffold, Tifa and Cloud just stare at him and go, Come back. I miss you. I wanted to hit you again. Yeah, you have to wait for him to come back to melee him. <laughs> it's a good thing we brought Barrett along. <laughs> so then defeat him. Mm -hmm. And chapter eight. Yeah, then you fall. In chapter eight, you fall into the church. You meet Aerith again. The Turks show up to take her away, and you fight them off. And, and there's ghosts like crazy. Then the ghost decide that you are done fighting the Turks, so <laughs> back of the church. Because <laughs> you take over probably beat them up. <laughs> right. Um, instead of the dropping down the barrels, like you know, in yeah. seven you had to like <laughs> time where to, which barrels to push to like land on the troops below that are trying to chase Aerith up the stairs. This one had a uh, like a a grate kind of thing on the ceiling that you did basically monkey bars and you can knock down like a chandelier or something. Yeah, I liked the other stuff. <laughs> Barrels were funnier. Yeah, definitely. But uh, you get through the church. You'd go through a bunch of rooftops. Aerith says, "Shit!" Almost falls. <laughs> it's really adorable. <laughs> and then you get through. Yeah, you get through and you get to her area of the slums and then you're in the next slum city, basically. And your next set of 
Side quests. Side quests are available. So in this chapter, mm-hmm. you also get six more side quests. A lot of them are helping orphan children. Um, I don't think there's that much memorable about that area. Uh, I mean, seeing her house was awesome. Yeah, how did mm-hmm. she get such a big house? That's with a good like question. all the pretty flowers and the water and everything. And yeah, people, just up the street, you got people that look like they haven't bathed they, in years. They year. live in like junked up trailers and just it looks terrible. And there's all these children like going to school in this like house missing windows. And uh, yeah, then you turn the corner, walk two feet, and she's got this like waterfall mm-hmm. lake. It's all gorgeous. There's flowers, two story house. <laughs> like, how has people not just like walked over and like. Taking over house, <laughs> yeah, like kick them out. <laughs> it's it's pretty gorgeous. There's lots of water. It seems like something they need. Uh, so maybe no one walked back there. I don't know. It's pretty close. Maybe it's because she yeah. helps the town with their side quests. Uh, pe- the Every people wouldn't care. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, she's a fighter, so I guess she could fire them or something. I don't know. She could magic them. She could magic them away. Kinda. Kick him with her combat boots. <laughs> Ooh. Um, you get your first fight against Rude later on in that chapter. Yep. He likes to punch people. He's tough. He actually gave me some trouble. Yeah. Isn't this... Oh, no. I was going to say, what, what, when was the introduction to Johnny? That was the seventh heaven, right? Yeah, you see him a little bit in chapter three in one okay. side quest. I'm confusing Maybe. those two. Yeah. So after you finish that town, you head out to go to or back to the slums that you're from. Mm-hmm. And oops, we can't take that road. People might see us. So let's go through the underground collapsed tunnel because it'll take longer. You have to get the dope music. Then you get some music. A very yeah. slow puzzle moving a robot arm. Several times. Oh. Several oh. times. <laughs> yeah, that part every- was unnecessary. Yeah. And then every time you run back through that tunnel for any reason, a side quest later on, you have to redo that puzzle. Yep. Every time. So that gets old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. But you get through the tunnel, you meet some bandits that are kind of stupid that you run into again a few times. And then you exit to the playground, the iconic little playground. And uh, you see the little chocobo carriage that brings Tifa into town Mm -hmm. she's all dolled up and looking all cute depending on what you do earlier Mm -hmm. dresses so when you say what you do earlier the one i got was her in a kimono yes so when you do the side quest for her in chapter three oh side quest okay yeah there's a an option at the end where you tell her like we'll go out to town and what should i wear and it's like something mature something Sporty. sporty or exotic or something like that those are her choices. Oh. So I think you chose mature, because that's the first Exotic. one we picked as well. Exotic. Exotic is the kimono. The sporty is the like the Chun-Li looking outfit. Mm-hmm. And then the mature is the purple dress. Mm. Okay. I like the purple dress. Purple dress is nice. So then kind of chase after her. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get to John's favorite part. Yeah, Walmart. marketplace. Or yeah, Walmart. Not marketplace. Same thing. So you see a lot of Johnny in the wall market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was getting in trouble. Mm. Always. It's interesting how different the wall market looks when you first get there and it's nighttime versus whenever you go during the day. Like it looks like a completely different area. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they did that pretty well to make the contrast of the nightlife, anything can happen versus doing the shine the light on you see how how bad it actually is kind of thing. I agree. So you do a few quests here to get your items. They you still have to dress Cloud up to get into try and help Tifa. Yeah. But it's not the same way that it was in seven. Yeah, I was a little bummed uh, because I thought it'd be like a whole ton of side quests, all that give you pieces, kind of like the other one was, just little things you do around town to get the whole complete ensemble. But it wasn't. You kind of, there's only a couple, you have to do all the side quests, I believe, to have the choice of what he gets or something. Yeah. I kind of remember that because you, you have to obtain like a wig on its own. You have to obtain a dress on its own, right? Uh, in the original. Yes. Yeah. The there, there's the tiara, the cologne. Uh, there's like underwear, I think, in one thing, and then you could have like the like, bee ladies put the makeup on you. So there's like all these little different things you hit up. Like every corner of the the place seemed like worth visiting because there's always something to do. Um, but that was a little different here. But there's still a lot to do there. Mm-hmm. It just worked a little differently. There was the the massage lady. Ah, uh, that great graves good that gives great hand jobs. Hand hand massages. Uh, <laughs> very very weird. That was weird, and it was odd. Yeah, but she kind of helps helps you with get your name out there, I guess. To do some more yeah. quests. Yeah, and then um, I think doesn't she like sponsor you in the the battle? Yes, the underground arena. Uh, she sponsors you, and you fight for, and you fight a few times with Aerith. Oh, thank you. And uh, it goes pretty well. And then you fight the Hell House, which was a really cool idea. Fighting the house, which was a common enemy in the slums in Seven, but now yeah. it's a boss, and it's really, really hard. Uh, or we had a hard time with it the first time because we didn't really know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to do the alternate magic element to it. Kind of hard to tell which one I had based off of the color that was on the windows. But it was an interesting idea. It also went on a little long because it kept on being invulnerable and, and sucking yeah. you in and just the two people. So. Yep. Nope. Did we lose you, John? Nope. Still here. Okay. Oh, camera blipped. Okay. Uh, so that was pretty pretty fun. Uh, so after you do that, then you, I know you hit up the gym. Oh. You do, you do, you do squats. Squats. Which was great to see again. Hmm. Uh, then you go to the, the nightclub, and you have to dance. I didn't. Yeah. I found that the dance was kind of hard because I, I kept missing. Because when I was playing it, I thought I would I'd be fine with that. Um, but when I actually tried it myself, I um, kept missing a lot because mm-hmm. the camera angle would switch to a different position, and then I couldn't see or hit the button correctly because it switched I, I don't know i just I, I didn't like that rhythm game that much yeah it wasn't really a rhythm game i think is a problem it was a, like more of a visual hit the button because yeah it, there was no like standard beat to like hit the button to and yeah, like you said the camera changes and sometimes it's really far away and you can barely see what button it is yeah um but it's it, it made it more cinematic and it it took away the rhythm part of it but uh, i know exactly what you're talking about yeah i, I I just didn't like how the camera would change position and it would be behind cloud and you can't really see what's going on, like what button, button to press. Mm-hmm. I think it would have just been better if it was just a Shenmue quick time event. Yeah. <laughs> or just pull up DDR. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but it was pretty fun to see. It was funny to yeah. see Aerith like hyperventilating. She was so excited. <laughs> pretty pretty awesome part. And then yeah, then you're dressed up and looking beautiful. And he's all walking away. <laughs> yeah, he tries to like sneak out without making eye contact with anyone, and she's like, "Oh, there you are." And then when you talk to Chadley, and he gets all shy. You're like, "Oh, excuse me, ma'am." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then you go to the Don Corneo's place and you wait for Aerith and she goes and gets dressed up. And depending on what you do with her side quest from earlier, that controls what outfit she wears. And instead of being like three good dresses, there's a clear, bad, medium and good dress. Um, so we got the good dress first because we were just doing everything. And is that what you got, John? Did you get the nice red dress? Nope. I got a oh, okay. bad dress. <laughs> OK, so the red dress rolls out. Uh, and it's like there's all these people like escorting her and all these like Johnny and shows Oz. up and unrolls like a red carpet for her to walk on. And it's like a movie star, like or dropping off someone at like a movie star Hollywood party. And, and it's everyone's like in complete awe. And she's gorgeous. Um, you got the bad one or the medium one? I, they didn't really like or Aerith didn't really like it. So I, I would oh, say that's the bad, bad one. OK, so walk us through that one. What it looked like. <laughs> what was the presentation? Uh, it just looked like she was wearing a pink uh just like a really any day clothes they don't yeah. even look like it was good or anything like she rolled out of bed yeah <laughs> which was yeah. weird because i spent a lot of money on that <laughs> apparently <laughs> and she's like really upset and she's like is this the best you could have picked cloud and she makes you feel bad yeah she's like well, at least you did your best and he's like yeah she's like you did do your best didn't you and he's like yeah like a dog and a cat are the only people that showed up to like say hi to her. <laughs> yeah, like and as you walk no through one. the town, people are like, "Oh, that poor girl, she doesn't have a dress," or "Oh, she, she must be poor." Yeah. Like the just the people you walk by are constantly insulting and like condescending to her. Yeah, the the middle one's kind of just a mix. There's a few people that say she looks good, and she's like, "Yeah, it looks okay." So yeah, and then the red dress. Red dress is awesome. Her hair is all done up. Looks good. So then you go into the mansion, and they're like, go down into our creepy basement and wait for us. Uh, so you go down to the creepy basement. And then they drug you. And they literally gas you. That was new. <laughs> they, there's no reason either. They literally gas you. Extremely creepy, rapey vibes. Yeah, and there was no reason, because they would still walk into the, to the... They, yeah. they went in there to meet with them, and then they're like, then they wake up, and they're like, all right, oh, Tifa, Cloud, we're all together. All right, come meet the Don. Like, what did you guys do? <laughs> right. Why? Why? It was so creepy. Like, it gave me really bad vibes. I One thing know. I did like, uh, and that um, when they did get where, when they woke up from the knockout, uh, when Tifa found out it was him, Cloud. He's like, "Yeah, I know, killing it." He's just like, he knows he's killing it. He's <laughs> like, "What are you doing in that dress?" Like, yeah, he's he's. We actually saved that video because it was so funny. Yeah. Yes, I know. I nailed it. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, so then you go meet the Don. He does this creepy. He's just as creepy as ever. That's his whole thing. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think he he always picks Cloud. Cloud. There's no there's no uh, failing at this. Like there was in the original. Um, before, if you hadn't gotten the accessories and got picked the wrong dress, he wouldn't pick you. He'd pick Tifa or Aerith. And you have to fight the guys on the side to get to go help out. But this one, he always picks Cloud. So then he escorts you off to go have a pillow fight and talk about boys. And nothing 
Nothing bad happens. Nope. Because <laughs> he's just a good guy that wants to have a conversation. Yeah. Just about. Cloud uh, kicks him. Yep. Cloud kicks him, uh, and he's really into that. Uh, he really likes being told he's disgusting, so that's great. Yep. Uh, Tifa and Aerith bust in. Basically, I'll stand on his little trap door and tell him off. I like that they yeah. kind of kept that vibe that if you don't tell us, we'll smash it. We'll yeah. Cr- uh, smash him, crush him, and cut him off. Yeah. Talking about his um, scrubs. His, d- his Don Corneos. <laughs> his Corneos. Uh, his henchmen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and now that I think about it, I never really thought about this, but the trap door he has, it leads to the sewer where he keeps his pet that he... Feeds people. Yeah. Do you think he like literally uses the women and drops them down there to die, or do you think that's in case like bad guys like run in and try it's to kill? It's a little him? bit of both when he gets yeah. tired of a person. Oh, that's horrible! What a jackass! <laughs> yeah. I think it's like uh, uh, Mr. Burns he just uses it willy nilly. That whole huh. side quest with Leslie later on, where he's looking for his, we said that his fiance was taken by the guy, and he never saw her again. So he's like, look through the sewer to try and find memorabilia oh, no. of her because. Oh, that's terrible. That's like Joffrey level of evil. Yeah, pretty bad. Oh, anyway, that's sad. So he, he reveals the plans, of course, that they, they're going to drop the plate on the slums. And they're like, oh, no, we have to get back and save the little girl. Also warn the thousands of people. <laughs> so then they get dropped into the sewers. And then you're in the sewers for what feels like hours. For a whole chapter, even. whole chapter <laughs> dedicated to the sewers. Now, in that first fight with the... Uh, thing what's it called raps there's raps and apps or his, his two pets but oh i thought it was the same one because remember you don't kill it it runs away and then you have to fight it you later fight it again on, later later i think so but where originally in the seven you killed it you so it. you don't have to fight it again i think its name is it's either raps or apps if they mm-hmm. kept the same name uh so then you get out of the sewer is that when you help the henchman or is that that's later that's later okay so then you get out of the sewer you're in the green or the uh, ghost train yard grave area and that goes on for a while right john yes yes it does and you can't physically attack the ghost you have to use magic so it just drags oh, and drags. i hated that forever. too yep and you had like two boss fights back to back like whenever you get yep. near the end of the train yard you had that big ghost specter thing in the control room mm-hmm. and then like you fight it you, once you win you go outside like dude one screen, Aerith has a flashback, and then some weird ghost charioteer shows up to oh, torment her. Uh, yeah. That has one of the weapons, which if you don't remember to steal, that's the only way to get it for her, right? The, I, yeah, hers. that's the only one we missed, and you have to steal it. So that was fun. But yeah, we also didn't super love the, the graveyard. It was really cool, like, when you get there and you see it aesthetic-wise and the ghost and the neon paint and stuff, like, just yeah. joking at you, but that didn't, that wasn't enough appeal to make it that long. Yeah. Uh, so then you get out of there, you get back to the slums, and there's all the fighting going on, and you decide to split up Aerith, go save Marlene, and help warn everyone, and then we're going to climb this tower where Barrett and everyone is, try to help them. So you play as Aerith for a little bit. And you run to the slums and the ghosts are just trying to stop you. They just want that girl to die so bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one was kind of weird. Yeah, you don't really do anything. Just stuff keeps blocking your path and explosions and helicopters flying. So she just is just running through to help escort people out. This is like one of the spots where it seemed like the ghosts were 
that's like there's some things that happen that don't align itself with the theory of the ghost being the players like wanting it because she does leave and go save Marlene. Mm-hmm. She all she did was go to try to save Marlene and they're like getting in the way. So it could be something else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you save her. Um, my brother was joking that when you when she walks into the bar, there's like no sense of urgency at all. Like that plane yeah. will come down at any moment, and she's just like letting her get all used to her and where are you hiding? And okay, well take my hand. We got to go. Instead of just like grab her like a football and run. That's what she should have (laughs) done. There's no time. And then they get out, but then the Turks show up and take them both. Uh, They drop Marlene off at Hera's mother, which is nice of them because they're not actually bad guys. Turks are actually okay. They just follow a jerk. (laughs) So they take Aerith, but they don't know that yet. And then back to the tower. Walk us through the tower, John. Relive the memory. Okay, so you're just climbing up the tower. Uh huh. Um, as as Cloud and, Cloud and Tifa, right? No, no, Cloud, it's just Cloud. Tifa just, joins yeah, Tifa's the up there already. Oh yeah, she's already up there. Um, and then you encounter Biggs first. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's fighting, and then he dies. Apparently. He, he passes out. Oh, he passes out. And then next comes good old Jesse. Or is it Wedge next? No, Wedge at like Wedge is with Aerith. Oh, she, yeah, we already met Wedge. Okay. His ass was hurt. His what? Uh, His ass was hurt. Yeah, and he was, tell, he was telling that guard, trying to sweet talk oh, yeah. him. yeah. We gotta get out of here. And you're like, okay. <laughs> what are you doing, soldier? It's like, I don't care anymore. They were just pretty much ordered to die. Yeah. If they stayed there. Screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we were very sad touching... Uh, talking to jesse and she just fades away apparently from what we see she, she, she could still be alive bombs. like she's like i know i killed a lot of people they were my bombs kind of thing so that was nice to see the other side of it a little bit mm-hmm. then we go on we meet with tifa Help, she helps fight right and then there's yep. barrett tifa then yep. barrett yep then we eventually get to the top and it's a fight with reno yeah and rude. And and rude. Eventually. Oh, both of them. Yeah, they rude is doing the helicopter like flybys and, mm. and he drops in for the second half. They did. They kept the triangle thing right or the pyramid mm-hmm. move, which is neat. Uh, in the ori- original, one of them would cast a pyramid on someone. You had to like smack the pyramid to get it away. So they did that this one too, which was cool to see. And then they set off the bomb and the whole. And then luckily, sector. there's a zip line perfectly attached that takes them to a safe spot because. Why? That's yeah. where I always put my zip lines, but okay. That's to, to hold up something. <laughs> it was a support. Yeah. It was a support so was for lucky. them to zip line out. <laughs> <laughs> they set it up beforehand. They knew it was going to happen. <laughs> so it crushes the plate falls. They assume everyone's dead. Swing out of there first. And then Barrett goes nuts. Um, and they're like, Marlene's dead. And they're like, no. She's probably alive. Let's go back and check. They go back to the slums. And there's more side quests. More side quests. The last of them. Well, actually, you have to do that. Then you have to go help out Wedge. Um, Like, you go back to the other slums to see if there's anyone else you can help. You lift a few things. You find the secret Shinra Tusk facility. And you help Wedge. And then you fight all those abomination things, which is Tifa and Barrett. That was kind of a hard fight. Yeah. Um, Uh... This is another part that I thought was kind of weird. 
because you never go back to the slums in the original. After the plate falls, it's crushed. You mm-hmm. don't. You can't go back. Uh, this one, it got crushed, but you you go back very quickly after. Uh, didn't like several miles of steel, like in height, fall directly on this thing. Mm-hmm. But yet you're able to like crawl through wreckage and like you you find like there's still like open air around the town. Like, no, it would all be buried under like miles and miles of steel. But it, it's more like a giant like stepped on it and ran away because <laughs> everything's like destroyed. But it's it's not like covered. Buried. In, yeah. So I thought that was a little weird. They're going for more realistic and that seems like an obvious miss. But I don't know. Maybe they already started taking away the miles of metal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Or it fell apart when it was falling. I don't know. Wedge has cats. He does have cats. He has lots of cats. He's a cat yeah. man. He's a cat man. He's a cat daddy. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's a hard fight down there. And then you find out one of the things crushed and, and made a, a hole, which the cats ran. There's mm-hmm. one of the cats run. And you go help Wedge mm-hmm. down there. And it turns out there's a secret test facility right underneath the slums that was right there the whole time i don't know why that's also kind of a weird addition yeah. i mean it's just to show you more of you know they were making experiments with the mako and stuff so instead of showing you the monsters inside the reactor like it did in the first game it's yeah, showing you these kind of things for people being changed into monsters i guess fair enough but they didn't have any room to expand with this like up top no. like went underneath <laughs> the dirt maybe it was there first you know what you might be right. Um, after that, it's just back to get Marlene. You do more quests, and then you decide that you gotta go save Aerith, so you're going to climb up the wall that's been destroyed with your grappling hooks. And One time use grapple hooks. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that chapter actually took a while, too, with the yeah. navigating to climb up top. I didn't like that so much. Yep, I agree. Then you're outside of Shinra Tower. And you, you got to get in. Or you you going through the lobby. You have to take the truck in first. Like going through the garage. Oh, yeah. You fight your way through the garage. Uh, you get to the lobby. And then there. It's a cool lobby. Yeah. Really neat looking. Uh, Huge. And then you have to make the choice after you get the key card. If you want to do stairs or elevator. Stairs are funnier. Elevator's faster. So you do that, and then you get up into the tower finally, and you make your way up, collecting key cards, talking to people, learning more history. You meet the mayor of the city. He's new. Yeah. Oh no, he was. He was. He was there. The mayor was in the first game. Uh-huh. You never talked to him, though. You talked to him. Very little. Huh. He's the. Uh, he all he does is he gives you the key card, and he gives you in the library floor, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I have a secret word of the day. If you could figure it out from the way the books are organized, I'll give you an item." Well, that's him. That's him. Oh, I thought it was just some rando. He's nope. He's the mayor. He <laughs> literally doesn't do anything. He might as well be random because. Uh, so yeah, that's him. He talks way more in this one. And he's actually the leader or founder of Avalanche too in this yeah. one. So yep. he's been helping to support the Avalanche groups across the city. And that was another detail I really liked that there was. It confirmed there's multiple branches of Avalanche. It's not just these three guys that hate Shinra. Like mm-hmm. there's multiple pockets of them everywhere. That was kind of cool. I mean, not cool with a terrorist, but mm-hmm. it was cool in another way. Uh, so, Mayor helps you out. You kind of keep working your way up. Uh, to get to Hojo's lab, to find Aerith, let her out. Yeah. And then you get 
Wait, I'm lost. After you captured? Yeah, after you... Well, you follow uh, you, Hojo. You follow you him, yeah. You let her out. Um, then you let out Red and stuff, and you try and, like, chase him to a thing, and then Cloud sees another vision of Sephiroth and, like, passes out. So Aerith and the whole group take you to her room that she'd grown up in because she was a science experiment when she was a kid. That's right. And then they decide to leave, and Hojo's, like, on the speaker saying, to exit, you must first solve these three puzzles. <laughs> Go left, go right. If you want to see the light of day, you must answer me these questions three. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, Hoja. <laughs> Free. Yeah. So then you do some really boring puzzling. Yep. It puts Cloud and Barrett together and Tifa and Aerith to start. Red kind of bounces back between the groups and you're mm-hmm. kind of opening doors on level one, level two, and three. Forever. You guys keep switching parties. Like, I'm done with my part. You gotta do your part. Yeah. Hopefully you have enough material that you can just equip everyone rather than swap it each time you need to move parties. Like, have enough high leveled so you don't have to worry about that every time because you swap party members a lot. Or which one you're controlling. This was my most hated chapter. Um, I could see it, yeah. Because it's like the end of the story, it's wrapping up, and then they're like, here's a... 45 to an hour long chapter of like just something we made up that wasn't in the original of just like chasing around doing pointless crap because Hojo wants us. It was just like it felt so tacked on because there was nothing like that in the original um, and they didn't really reveal any story really. So it was just kind of like, all right, took forever. I'm like, I'm ready for the finale. Like we're right here. We're so close. So that was a little bummer for me, but that's the only one really. Mm. But then they do break out. They fight the weird caterpillar flying boss saw thing, the thing yeah, yeah. Saw that, the, which was an enemy in yeah. the original yeah but they made it bigger <laughs> uh so that was neat and then they get out they, they go get to the, they're trying to get to the helipad because they were told that avalanche was going to send a helicopter to get them out so they're up going up to the top president's floor. they see they see purple goo on the ground because i guess blood's too mainstream uh yeah was that not genova yeah, it's supposed to blood. be. Yeah. Because uh, Sephiroth went down, cut off its head, and was just taking the head, so it was like dripping blood the whole way. Uh-huh. No, not blood. Blackish purple, purple blood. protoplasm. Protoplasm. Okay, it's dripping pl- protoplasm, uh, which was one of the coolest scenes in the original. It was so creepy, like seeing these blood trail and like following it. The music's all eerie. Like, yeah. All the doors are open. You don't know what happened. Your mm-hmm. cell was just open. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, it was just so creepy. And this one kind of changed it. The, the mood of it yeah um so in the original if you played you go up to the top get to the president's office and you find him dead stepped in the back with sephiroth's sword and it's like wow we're gonna kill this guy but he's already dead with a sword this one changed that <laughs> you go up and you hear him screaming for help um and you go outside and he's just hanging off the edge of the building like he can't pull himself back up uh, so that was weird and you you help him for some reason and then you let him run back into the office on his own for some reason. Barrett yells desk. at him. <laughs> to his desk. Yeah, he yells at him, but he just they kind of like let him do what he wants. And then he hits a button or pulls, pulls a, gun a gun out. out. He pulls a gun out. It's like, we could have prevented this so many times, guys. Like, Barrett, you literally have a gun on your arm. You could have, like, pointed at him, tell him to stop. <laughs> no, we saved him and let him get a gun on us. Uh, and then so he gets stabbed. A sword. And then he gets stabbed. Yeah. Wait, by Sephiroth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to play again because I don't even remember that. Yeah, he yeah, gets he stabbed gets... and then like the ghost thingies come out of his stomach or something. Out of his stomach? Yeah, it was weird. And then 
Barrett gets killed somehow. But that was surprising killed. for me. Oh yeah. yeah, I was like, but oh not, no, they killed Barrett. Yeah, but, but not really but not, killed because yeah. the ghosts come out of him too, and it's like, yay, you live because he's he's not supposed to die. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go to the helicopter pad, and the, the, yeah, Cloud tries to chase what he thought was Sephiroth up there. Climbs a big ladder, and then Sephiroth's like, "Ha ha, fooled you!" and jumps <laughs> off or disappears or does something. <laughs> so then Cloud comes back down, and you have the uh, Rufus landing. This fight was rough for me. Yeah, it was pretty hard. I could not I could not get the hang of it? Yeah, I had to yeah you're supposed dog, to like, parry, that, right? Take out that dog first, dog and then first. Mm, um, you can't attack him with normal moves unless he's reloading. Otherwise, he counters everything. But his re- you can't punish him at all because his reloads are so fast, and a lot of his moves take him away from you. If, if they hit you and you don't block, they blast you away, and then he reloads in safety. If you block it, you can maybe run up and get one hit in, like one strike, before he, he's done and he's already attacking. It's a frustrating fight, but... It, I don't know. It was one of the tougher ones, I think. <laughs> um, so then, uh, so he stays and fights them. The rest of the party runs back down. Then Cloud ends up being knocked off the thing again because it's blowing up. I was laughing about how often in the game either Cloud is falling or someone else is falling, and then out of nowhere comes a person and goes, reach out for my hand, I'll save you. Because mm. it happens over and over and over. <laughs> And it happens right there, too, because then Tifa, I don't know, where slides in, hand yeah. down, and grabs him before he falls. Yep. It's like, oh, my God, again? <laughs> again, people? Yep. Oh, yeah, huh? They do that a lot. They do that a lot. <laughs> um, like, even, like, navigating the sewers, the ladder is going to fall, and Tifa and Aerith both have to grab Cloud with her staff and pull him up, and then the tower... Cloud grabs Tifa's hand and pulls her over, and there's another part where they're falling. It's like, I'll save you. It's ridiculous. People need to learn how to walk without falling. <laughs> It'd be nice. Uh, and then, meanwhile, Barrett and Aerith and Red are downstairs fighting. A big tanky machine. A big machine. tank. What used to fight you on the elevator in the original is now just in the lobby. Uh, that one's pretty tough, too, because you have to keep hiding behind the barriers. Mm-hmm. And Red really doesn't help. It doesn't seem like he does anything. Maybe he is, and it's just not showing it well, but dang. Uh, so you fight them off, and then everyone kind of meets up again. In the lobby. In the lobby. And Heidegger's like, ha ha ha, die. Which he's known to do. But then Cloud's <laughs> like, ha ha, I have a motorcycle, you die. And he does that too. Oh my god. And then so, they escape. Yep, they jump in the truck. He gets on a bike, and then it goes to the motorcycle game part two. And then the boss mm-hmm. comes out. And it fights you during the highway instead of just at the end. I kind of liked that. I did like that. It was hard. I think I died the first time. Mm, yeah. No, I think it felt kind of long, too. It did. Because you had to get to that point. Like, you kept on doing the checkpoint of just getting away from people, and then the boss showed up. But, again, after you beat it once, if you ever play the game again and you don't feel like doing it, you can skip that whole segment again. Yeah. Oh, nice. Cool. So then you get to the end, you beat the guy, and it's like, oh, okay, this is where the game ends. And then Sephiroth comes down, and everything goes all Kingdom Hearts insane. The ending, ending that, this is what I'm afraid of. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm afraid is, of. And for it to be like the finale, uh, and, and then the you decide, okay, we'll fight. We'll fight our fate. And then you go in there, 
Like and he made a rift or something and disappeared. He's like, I'm going to destroy everything. Yeah, so you follow him in, and it's all, it's straight up Kingdom Hearts. It's got this giant god creature with, like, three three summonable things. You have to keep killing over and over, and it slowly hurts him as you kill him. But they're all versions of the ghosts, which are these keepers of fate or whatever they call them. So yeah. it's all just them merged into this giant thing, and you have floating pieces of concrete you're jumping on. It's... It's it tried to like replicate I think Advent Children how crazy that that fight got at the end with Sephiroth which is an amazing scene but that's also both of them at their full power like letting loose and just destroying everything as they fight just cloud Sephiroth this is like ghosts and mm-hmm. gods and the Sephiroth ghosts, is kind of just, uh, yeah the ghosts that they were fighting themselves I mean the ghosts that they were fighting felt like it was fighting their ghosts of themselves right because correct one one of them had a sword one of them was fighting with fists and the other one had like a staff had a i think it had a gun, gun. a gun oh okay yeah um so it got it went on for so long sorry that's okay oh you closed amanda closed discord <laughs> it's all right it's all good i can hear you john are you still on the other discord nope you're not oh man how could what? you <laughs> oh oh it's coming back and then oh are we back john i don't see anything Hello? You don't see anything, but you can hear us. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Yeah, I've been able to hear you. I couldn't hear you back because we really? were plugged into the other Discord. Our oh. Voices, yeah, our voices are on the, the computer and the audio is out of... <laughs> oh. Out of, Amanda, how could you? Well, I didn't realize it was all the same thing. She's just trying to close stuff. <laughs> well, she did. Good job. I did. I closed it successfully. <laughs> anyway, uh... I forget where we were. Uh, They're fighting their their ghost versions of themselves. Right, right, right. Um, so that was strange, and you have to fight them at least like six times. I feel like it was about three, and then they merge into the Bahamut thingy that you have to fight. Is it just three? Or you have to you have to keep killing them over and over. Because first you fight like one, then you run off, then you fight like two of them, then you fight all three, then you fight all three again, then you fight like that with the, where it turns into Bahamut. Okay. Somehow. I don't and know. Then, it's too many times. Then also during the fight, they kept seeing visions like they saw Red 13 doing that famous running with his kids, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The beginning of Advent Children showing yeah. the ending, like the actual after credits ending of the game. Yeah. So uh, they were like, what is that? And the Red 13 said that's our, that's a, view, a vision of the future if we yeah. fail or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, it just got so strange. And then Sephiroth comes down and you fight Sephiroth. Which was badass. Yeah, that part was awesome. And then depending on who you had in your party before it all started, depends on like who comes to help you in the fight, like at which interval. So I think the first time we did it, first uh, Tifa and then Aerith jumped in. The second time was backward, like Aerith and then Tifa jumped in. Hmm. But But you successfully fight him off and he disappears and says some thing about whatever... This will stop me, or whatever things he does. Yeah. It makes no sense, and it just kind of makes it feel like, oh, so it was pointless. Um, and then the, and then they're like, okay, we're at the end of the highway. And they do their action pose of, where let's, will the future take us? Yeah, let's step out of Midgar in the dirt and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, for an ending, I feel like they were, they were just like, we need to make it more epic than just a, a highway fight. Well, they certainly went above and beyond in trying to make it epic, but in doing so, it was ridiculous in 
too Kingdom Heartsy for me. Yeah. Like it would have been fine for me personally if, if it just left it off that motorcycle fight. Maybe he could have had like another vision of Sephiroth at the end of something, like a little thing, and then that could have been it. But that's the problem with like cutting it up into these pieces. They they want it to feel like crazy and like make you want more. But this was so over the top that I haven't talked to many people who loved it. Like not at the, the end, not there. that, not that. Fight. I mean, they like the Sephiroth portion yeah. of the fight was cool, mm-hmm. but yeah. it just didn't feel like it was needed. And yeah, that whole part was really weird. Yeah, there's also some interesting like uh, tidbits or you know theories online and stuff that uh, since the ghost might be trying to convert or change the story or whatever, the big guy sending them the visions of the future. The visions he sends them are actually ones where in the game or in Advent Children, the movie and stuff, of when it, they were successful in stopping the meteor. So they're all thinking these are bad things. We got to stop the stop this from happening so this stuff doesn't occur, like Aerith being stabbed and all the stuff. But those are the good events that actually led to an okay ending where they saved the planet. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, is it trying to manipulate them to do something that's going to be stupid that's going to not make it so they save the planet? I mean, it seems like it now because if the ghosts try to lead it a different way to where the ghosts win or something and then <laughs> it'll make the ending even more like of a big ghost fight. Uh, but who knows where it's going to go from here. Yeah, because uh, we also, uh, they also saw Zack winning instead of like he was supposed to die in the original, um, but now he survives. Yeah, uh, and it's an it feels like it's an alternate timeline or an, like a, when I saw this ending, it, it reminded my, reminded me like Avengers or, or Marvel Avengers because they have a multiverse. So this because they killed the ghosts, they went into a different timeline or a different multiverse. And if you remember, like in the sewers, there's the the dog, the avalanche dog, mm-hmm. uh, the mascot. So oh, when yeah. you see Zach win, that dog is a different dog. It's uh, it's a, it's the mascot is still a dog, but it's a different species or not as a species, a different version of the dog. Okay. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So if you take a look, so um, no, let me take a look because yeah, the dog is different and it's a different pose. So it feels like it's a different multiverse. Let's see, Final Fantasy Seven remake dog. Wait, Avalanche dog. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I can't show this. Do you guys stamp? Okay, so stamp. The original one looks like it was a, a beagle with like an army hat on or something. Yeah. Yeah, like a a hard army hat. And then the one with in the multiverse where Zack won, where the paper chip bag or whatever snack bag fl- like flies away, it's a scruffy looking dog with a yeah. hat. We just found a what? picture. That's I did not catch that. That's really interesting. Yeah, so I think it is, it is a, like a multiverse type of thing where they're in a different dimension where anything can happen because they killed their version ghosts of themselves so that way the ghosts may not appear anymore. So this is like anything can happen. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Because Zack is actually my favorite character in the entire, of all the, the seven games and the sequels, Zack is my favorite. Yeah, so like the so ending here, it showed as the, um, the our crew... Our cloud are walking away from Midgar. It shows Zach carrying Cloud towards Midgar, but they they kind of like cross paths, kind of like of course an anime type thing where they cross paths, but they don't see each other. Yeah. So I, that that part I don't get, but it feels like 
Could have been just like a flashback, like in this version, Zach carried a cloud all the way in versus dying outside oh, of town okay. before he got there. So maybe Zach will show up. Maybe, yeah. So, okay, that might be the past. But yeah, so like anything, and then because they killed the ghosts, Biggs is, a, it shows that Biggs is alive. Mm. The screenshot I found, uh, I think it shows after the credits, but it shows Zach stepping up. Um, looking at Midgar from where he died originally on that hill, and it's like Midgar's covered in the ghost things, like the swirling black mist, and he's like watching it happen. So I wonder if, yeah, if they went to a different dimension, and that's what they leave on. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I kind of like the ending. Is it makes it feel like it's going to be new? Because um, after I saw the uh, the playthrough, I was like, what the hell happened? So I watched like <laughs> a bunch of theories, and that that is what I got out of it is the ghosts were the original people uh, like the original fanboys of final fantasy who want to keep the game um on tact so they broke uh, jesse's leg in the during the story so that way tifa would have to join the party because tifa they didn't need cloud at that time so they broke jesse's leg so tifa would go in and they would hire cloud to um bomb the other sector um, Barrett, they kept Barrett alive. He's not supposed to die in the original. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what they did with Wedge. Like, what the hell did they do? With it? I have no idea because <laughs> he's just like pushing through. Like, I need to get past this. And then he yeah, does that stupid thing. Was I good enough? Like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. So annoying. In the original, he's like at the top of the tower with Barrett and he falls as soon as you get there. And he dies right there, like at the bottom of the tower. But this one yeah, never went up the tower to begin with. So I don't know. Mm. But this uh, this theory is really interesting. It actually gets me more hype for the next one. If, if it's actually like, Zach, like, I didn't think it was like that. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but was Zach, if he's actually there, that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm, I'm more excited because I also another like theory was they named this one Final Fantasy VII Remake because they want to remake the story. So whoever played the original and pe- new people alike i'm not sure new people not not so much new people but whoever played the original would probably get more out of it because they play the original they know how it's supposed to go but they changed it up so that way now everybody can enjoy the rest of the story that's why they called it remake because they're remaking final fantasy 7 yeah it's true well cool one other plot point we didn't really touch on that uh, was interesting that they showed it was um, like the the first tower reactor that you bomb, the bomb actually doesn't go off. So Heidegger's the one who blows up that first reactor and he has all the machines go crazy to make it even more of an explosion than it was supposed oh, to be. Yeah. And then the same thing in the fifth reactor, those bombs that Jesse was worried that she did that completely destroyed and overdid it, like she calculated wrong and was beating herself up wasn't because that it's because Heidegger used it because he wanted to reflame the war with Utai. So there's that whole like political intrigue going on too, where the powers want to basically start a new war so they can take over Wutai's resources or whatever. And they're using Avalanche's pawns to fuel it by saying that they work with them and making their actions more terrorist than just trying to shut down the reactors. Hmm. That is cool. I forgot about that. I was really confusing at the beginning, too. It's <laughs> like, why does he help him to load up? It did, that bomb didn't do anything. Right. And then it was a lot worse than it was supposed to be. Like, it yeah. wasn't supposed to damage that civilian area the way yeah. she had 
made her bomb. But then I could pinpoint all the hate on mm-hmm. like on the, the group. All right. Was well, there any anything else? Uh, speaking of Heidegger, did you guys uh, notice that he kind of sounded like Bender? <laughs> like Ben? No, I didn't. Yeah, Bender from Futurama. Yeah, He's, that's the same voice actor. Really, John DiMaggio. Yeah, who was also in Final Fantasy X, Waco. Yeah, Waka. Oh man. Okay, I gotta listen to that. That's cool. Uh, they made Scarlet into like a total. Uh, what's the term? Bitch. Well, no, she was always that, but she's like, uh, almost like a dominatrix vibe. Uh, oh yeah, because they're like the always stepping on the camera. And, and, yeah, like in her dress, like they made her <laughs> way more adult looking. But maybe her dress was always like that. It's just hard it to tell with the red. polygons. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, so that's our discussion on seven. What are you hoping that they put in the next game? Like, if- well, now I'm hoping they go with the Zach? alternate universe. I love that idea, and it makes me excited because yeah, I should uh, t- take a look at some like the the theories, like ending explained or something like that, because that's what people are getting out of it. Is it is a multiverse type scenario where anything can happen now? So Aerith, Aerith still dies. Aerith might not die. I hope, I hope she not. still does. No, what? You don't hate I, her in this one. It's still necessary. Oh, so mean. She's always been like this. Always hated Aerith. Always. So happy she, when she dies. She's she's awesome now. What do you mean? Like, yeah, she's good. Yeah. It's my favorite character now. I loved her in Crisis Core um, when she was with Zack, like just as adorable as this one. And you said you didn't mind her at all in that one. Yeah, she was all right. So, and, but you still wanted to die somewhere. It's plot moving it's important <laughs> yes it is yes it definitely motivates how many of the games like the actually team. take a character and halfway through the game is like they should bye. they should no, switch it up and like, kill tifa permanent oh that do that would be crazy <laughs> it would piss off so many people yeah oh and then knows, also, one more thing i forgot to uh, bring up so when you're going when the crew were in Aerith's house and they were going to get Aerith to rescue her there was a little cutscene where either you would talk to Tifa or Barrett yes or who did Aerith. you guys get Aerith really Aerith you talk to Aerith too. and hers is probably the best one the but first... you're going to save Aerith how are you going to talk yeah. to Aerith it it's... turns out to be a, a dream um, oh. when you're with Aerith it's a dream but it's like a really cool little touching thing almost like She's like speaking to you like through through the, the dream. dream, like telling you that she's so happy that someone cares about her, but you should probably just leave her. It's for the best. And she gives you a little bit more information on her being raised there with her mom. And she always knew she was different. But, you know, she doesn't want you to get hurt trying to rescue her kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, but we had gotten Tifa the first time. Oh, I got Barrett for some reason. Yeah, I don't know how. Okay, Barrett we haven't seen. Do you remember kind of what they talk about? Uh, I think I recorded it. I, may, maybe if I look in the videos, I'll send it to you guys because I don't oh. remember. Okay. I, I wanted somebody else. <laughs> you, want, you wanted someone else? Aw. I think that Golden Saucer is going to be interesting if they put... Oh, yes. I want to see what they do there. Yep. We've seen uh, the Gold Saucer kind of remade in Final Fantasy XIV, and we spent hours and hours there. Yeah. So I've kind of got an idea of, like, how they could expand the size of it. But if they do, like, a creepy hotel for, like, the inn, if they, like, kept all that, that'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. That's probably the only other area I'm looking forward to, because I don't remember any other areas, so the Gold Saucer would be the next. There's a whole lot of little towns. 
There's Wutai, right? Yeah, yeah Wutai is pretty good. Yep. Cosmo Canyon was boring. Music was awesome though. Yeah. I remember there's a like a, a dump dump city, garbage dump city? city. Was there a garbage city? Or the prison? I don't know. I don't remember. Is there oh, something? Oh, like that? under the gold saucer. Yeah, there's a prison um, underneath the gold saucer, and that's shanties. like what? that has like shanties and stuff. Yeah, but that's like literally just they drop prisoners down there and they just oh. have to live, or they, oh. they walk into the desert and die. There's also that looks like a, like a trash heap that's kind of near where uh, you get the Titan materia near Zach's. Oh, that's a ruined house. reactor. Oh, it's an old reactor. Yeah, okay. that's one that got blown up. Cool. Cool. Right. Now we just have to wait, what, 10 years for the next sequel? Oh my gosh, Basically. yeah, at least. <laughs> how For Foot 13, how long were the sequels in between for those? A couple years. Yeah, maybe like three years each. That would be my speculation for my want, at least three years then. Yeah. In between. Give it time. Not 10 years. Because they, they've, they've made the assets, so... Yeah, All they have to do don't is rush make it. a little bit more. Yeah, don't. I don't think they'll try to rush it. No. They like to push things back. So. <laughs> Especially since the new consoles are coming out, so they may up it up again for the next generation. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right. Well, that's our talk about Final Fantasy VII, start to finish, and all the good it's and bits in between. The uh, hard mode was difficult. Yep. You can't heal. No items. The the benches you can sit in to heal don't heal you. So nope. you, you have to use cure spells, and then at the end you hope that you have enough magic. <laughs> Regen, I guess, is the only thing you get. How did you get your magic back? Just natural region stuff, the, and the abilities on the weapons, I think. It was very, yeah, it was super item, or like inventory management. Don't cast anything. Yeah, if you don't have to, don't cast. Just try and hit stuff. It was a nightmare. Yeah, it was pretty difficult. I think my days of hard mode run-throughs and stuff is pretty over. I was yeah, motivated for this one because it's Final Fantasy, but I'm like getting to that course. point now where it's, it's it's too much time and frustration. It's not worth it. Yeah, that's why this one, um, I did easy playthrough because I just want to enjoy enjoy story now. I don't really care yeah. for gameplay unless it's like, like a, a game that I would enjoy gameplay-wise. For sure. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening in, and if you have any other thoughts or really cool parts you enjoyed about Final Fantasy VII, send us a tweet or an email at OneTrackGamers at gmail.com or at OneTrackGamers if you tweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you go tweety tweets <laughs> for, for the tweeters. Uh, anything else? Mm, I don't think so. That is it. All righty. Well, then, until next time. Game on. John, say it. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.